you are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal Sanders. I'm your good buddy Liz. If you are keeping score at home, this is episode 79, the Welcome Home Edition. Welcome Home Edition. Couple, uh, couple uh, homecomings, uh, Livy. First of all, it's been uh, I miss you. It's been a couple <laughs> weeks. Yeah, it has been. You know, had the holiday in between, you know, and then last week was just kind of a non-starter, I guess. Uh Yeah, kind of a shit show uh, for me personally. Um, A lot of things going on um, for the good and and for the bad. Um, Moved back into the uh, palatial estates of Asbury Park. Yep, that much closer to the stone pony. That much closer to the stone pony. I can get my party on. Yep. Um, and that was um, a little hectic, a little uh, discombobulating, a little emotional, a little tiring. Um, getting the tenants out, getting this place ready. And, of course, uh, I couldn't leave well enough alone. I decided to rip up the carpet and Damn. get the hardwood uh redone and move a bunch of stuff but i forgot to turn the water on and <laughs> uh it was just you know kind of a yeah. comedy of errors so um so that was kind of tough and then um and i got some sad news we got some sad news last week i don't uh, necessarily think that uh that the Reardon family will will mind us uh, paying our condolences to Jack from Lynn. Yep, good old Jack from Lynn. Raconteur, uh, uh, talk radio, call-in, regular. Um, I would have to also add local celebrity. The amount of folks that came out to his uh, to his funeral services was uh, was it was a real testament. Oh, you know? I'm sure. You don't get a name like you don't you don't become a personality like Jack from Lynn without developing a um, a long line of well wishers and admirers. I'm sure. And, and obviously, what is a you know what was a unexpected and sad situation, um, and you know the family took it as such. Um, I I I I went out for a couple of days and and got to. Um, you know, got to spend a little time with them, as much time as you can in a, in a at a time like that. Yeah, when but, family's trying to. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the uh, the amount of people that came out, the amount of people that, that that came to pay their respects, and also the amount of people who had the same positive experience with him, with Jack, that that we did. You know, yeah. it wasn't just because he was our buddy's dad that he was a good guy, or it wasn't just because, uh, you know, we had known him for so long that he was nice to us. Like that, just honestly, was was who he was, and and you got really got to appreciate that uh, by seeing all those folks come and, and kind of pay their respect. So, yeah, I mean, I'll admit I only met him a handful of times, but you know, I do like to think when I did meet him, he was definitely cool to me, and it gave. 
and I was given instant credibility just by virtue of being friends with the Reardons, you know? Yeah, and um, just uh, just one little anecdote, uh, which I think is, is kind of fitting. Um, Mike gave a super, um, a super eulogy. You know, sure. it was uh, obviously very heartfelt, obviously very articulate, but it had the right mix of uh, emotion and laughter and, and inspiration. And essentially what it boiled down to was um, be a conversationalist, you know, yeah. be, be open. You, you've got a story that somebody wants to hear, but more importantly, somebody probably has a story uh, that you want to hear, which... Um, is is really fitting kind of fitting advice especially for two guys who record inane conversations just for the <laughs> sake of recording inane conversations you know? yeah i mean i i had to assume that any occasion like that would be carried off with a good a bit of humor you know yeah and and, and just the knowing right the am- people involved in the family yeah uh, and the right amount of sentiment and, and the right amount of emotion and, and uh, you know, and the right amount of love and the extended family as well, the aunts and the uncles and the cousins who I've spent a, a, a good amount of time with, you know, over the last 15 years. Um, you know, we're all there, all, all yeah. just a great family, great, great people. Um, and, and he'll be missed. My, uh, you know, my heart certainly goes out to, to Mrs. Reardon, but uh, she's got a good crew. That uh, yeah. that's there to help her out, and um, you know, and, and Sean and Mike and Kristen all have awesome, awesome families. So, um, I mean, that's really cool that he did get to see all his kids have grandchildren, you know, have their own children, you know. Yeah, that 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 definitely was cool because they were such a um, they were such a close knit family that was. Uh, you know, really focused on each successive generation. They were the kind of family that shows up in mass to uh, Ryan, the grandson's soccer game. Yeah. Or yep. Casey, the granddaughter's, um, you know, lacrosse game or whatever it was. They were there. Yeah, of course. You know, yep. and they kind of roll up. And that's nice. That's that's that, that's a, that, that's a cool attribute. If, if I had a family uh, of my own... That's what I would want from them. Yeah. You know? um, so I'm, that's that's really cool. I'm picturing, like, and imagining the procession or whatever. Like how you're saying the people that came out. I'm imagining the end scene from Big Fish. Have you seen Big Fish? Uh, I have not. I have uh, not. Well, you got to see it. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay. All right. But it's a dad. You know, it's the son comes back because he hears the father's dying. He never, I mean, it's not directly related to the Reardons and the fact that they didn't have a good relationship with the father, but the father always told all these stories, you know, and he always thought they were all lies. And at the end, they have the, the funeral and it's all the characters from the guy's grand life, you know? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I do know the it's premise a Tim of the movie. movie. Got it. Yeah. Got but it. That doesn't have, it's a Tim Burton movie that does not have Johnny Depp in it. <laughs> that's the one yep that's the one of course one. it does have uh what's her name helen whatever her name is the one he was uh, married to bonham carter yes yes helen of bonham carter that's yes it. yes <laughs> so it was a um it, it was a uh a sad occasion but um but a worthwhile uh get together 
not for for no other reason than to to kind of pay respects and honor. Um, a really good man, a really good, yeah. a really good man, good dad, um, but more importantly, a good man. So, uh, Jack from Lynn, this one's for you. Yep. Spill some um, beer out to you tonight. Other than that, other than that, <laughs> it's been a quiet week. Um, just kind of getting ready for uh, the final push of the ALS walk season, which is always a uh, which is always a hectic affair. This weekend um, is the largest ALS walk. <laughs> what, the, what are you doing? Is this cooking with Maddie? Is cooking yes. with Maddie's corner? I'm actually <laughs> making a chopping cucumbers. Uh, are you I gotta be to... productive while I do this, man. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. What are you What are you cooking up? Well, right now I'm just making like a little salad, which you know, my salad consists of tomatoes, cucumbers, mozzarella cheese, some basil, and a sprinkling of Tony Chatteris. Chatteris, a uh, it's a Louisiana spice okay. blend stuff. Got it. I'm not really a big fan of lettuce. So. All right, all right. Very funny. The uh, the one of the um, one of the bright spots of my trip up to Boston was a visit with uh, Brian Charles Peters and yeah, uh, you can you can go to hell. And, uh, <laughs> and when Car- when Carlos sent me that picture, I was like, that's not fair. Such <laughs> um, gracious hosts. You know, yeah. as you'd expect, I went in and there was a uh, a pyramid. Did you stay with them? I, did, I stayed with them a night. Yep. Yeah, because they got that uh, little spare room. Yeah, they had a, uh, a a pyramid of grapefruit juice waiting for me. Nice. Um, we had a few drinks, sat down, and they showed me the house, and then uh, they whipped up a little dinner. But we're, uh, we're somewhat embarrassed by the provisions uh, that they, uh, they provided me, uh, which I thought were awesome, but... They felt like they were shortchanging me. They gave me a, I believe they called it a scrapple dinner. They just, what was uh, it? They just, you know, scraped a bunch of stuff yeah. together. It was pasta, um, homemade pasta, not homemade pasta, pasta with homemade uh, sauce, and then a little like a salad, exactly what you just made a little cucumber, uh, artichoke, pepper, maybe some goat cheese. I thought okay. it was delicious. So much so I replicated it myself the other night. See, one of the problems is. Carla doesn't like too many things. That I remember. That I she remember. She likes beef, cheese, and like her salad generally is like lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of odd, you know? Right. Right. <clears throat> she is a very limited, whatever you would call that, a limitivore. She's a limited palate, a, a, yes. a, a discerning palate. Yeah, I don't know if it's discerning. Because it doesn't even try anything else, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I had that little salad. It was uh, it was delicious. I think I'm gonna make a, a, a more. My mom is a big salad maker. Every meal has a salad, yes. but it's a uh, it's a lettuce and and uh, tomato and uh, carrots, cucumber kind of deal with. Yeah, my mother's big in, so we always had to have a salad with every meal. But I like, especially, uh, you know, especially as summer's coming to an end, but, um, you know, a little cucumber, a little tomato. That's yeah, nice well, that's summer. A, um, the tomatoes are all right, but the tomatoes early in the summer, the Creole tomatoes, but the season on them for them is so short 
they're very sweet, you know, like a way better tomato. So it's like everything else is just kind of like, eh, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. You know, right. it's just like when you, you know, that summer corn is so much better than the corn you're eating in November. Oh, no doubt. You know, no doubt. But you eat it anyway. <laughs> yeah, especially around here. Summer corn is, uh, yeah, I remember really up in just... Boston, they had really good summer corn. Sweet and delicious. Yep. Yep. Um, so what do you got, buddy? How was your week? I uh, literally haven't touched base with you in probably about 10 days. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of things I want to talk about, but some one of, some of it's not appropriate for the broadcast. Okay. Um, but we can deal with those issues later. Uh, definitely... I want to talk to you. Problem is, I don't. I don't want to be bothering you during the day. You know. Uh, it's no bother, man. It's no bother. Because I know sometimes it's like, well, he's probably busy because I don't get like a reaction for a long time. Yeah. Well, you know what happens is now I'm 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 kind of back in a, you know, back in the groove, back in a yeah. New York groove, as Ace yep. Freely would say. Yep. And um, I'm back. I, I can't even attempt the uh, the the melody. Okay. On that, it's too it's too high. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. I'm not. That's why I kind of stopped. It. <laughs> I thought you were asking me to to kind of fill it no, in. No, because... no, no. It's like it's. I mean, I could sing it, but it's not going to be really worthy of anything. Definitely <laughs> not worthy of Kiss. <laughs> even the um, old rundown Kiss. I um. I, I'll forget sometimes. You know, to to lighten up, or I'll forget to, uh, you know, to come back to reality a little bit. So I always appreciate the uh, the little notes, uh, yeah, and, and funny anecdotes during the day. Don't let my uh, my lack of timely response dissuade you, my friend. All right, because I know there's some. I don't know. I'm trying to think what I sent you recently. I linked to something that I thought you would have been interested in, but I don't know whatever became of that, and I don't even know what it is now. You know? Uh, the Nick Jonas. Yeah, yeah. Nick Jonas at Funkin' Waffles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, funny thing about that is, um, so, we've been talking about our uh, our Syracuse trip for a while now, and it's, and it's here. We're at the eve of the yes. trip. And... Um, I didn't, when you told me you wanted to go to Funkin' Waffles, I was psyched for that, uh, because I didn't realize Funkin' Waffles had moved off of the hill. They moved downtown. I thought they had two locations. Oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm mistaken then. I thought. Because I think that one that they were referencing was the one by, across the street from Fagan's. Oh, okay. Then, then, then I misunderstood. I was talking to Roscoe, um, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I no, can't believe no, college no, no, girls no. would be going downtown and peering in the window. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think I think that's a thing now. Yeah, I think that's a thing now. People people head downtown. I mean, um, I know there's multiple dinosaurs in Syracuse. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that I don't know about. I have to get a. I guess I need a, a, a oh. Syracuse Zagats. I mean, I looked at. Well, because the other day when I. That was when I found when I saw the news report saying what time the game was going to be, which sucks, you know. Which I don't necessarily think so. Yeah, but you, 
All right, sorry, let, I don't want to interrupt you. Yeah, um, I don't necessarily think so, but I also don't know why you think. You know, sometimes when you get when you have an opinion about something, you can at least understand the opposing view. Yeah, I, I'm not even sure I understand the opposing view. I think a twelve o'clock kickoff is is ideal. This is the opposing view. Okay. When I was there, the best games were always at night. In the daytime games, the noon games, students didn't show up until it was like, you know, first quarter was over at the earliest. They're just bad atmospheres. Okay, so you're going strictly from a, uh, a, a, I don't know, a game experience viewpoint? All around, man. Just watch. Turn on the games on TV. The well, here they start at eleven and eleven thirty on a sat this Saturday. They're all the lamest games. Like even if they involve big teams, it looks like they're sleepwalking through them. Daytime games are awful. Early games are awful. Okay. Well, I I hypothesize then it's because everybody's sober. Well, that's. That's one thing, but even the games look like they're awful. You know, it's always the worst games are put at that time of day, too. No one's putting big, like, exciting games, you know? I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. From a programming point, they want the higher-profile games later in the day. Yeah, I mean, that's why we're playing at noon. The first game I ever went to at Syracuse was versus Oklahoma, and it was like one of those... 7 o'clock ESPN starts. You know, it was a big, exciting game. You remember that one? I do. 1994? I do. We were getting our asses kicked, and we came all the way back to take the lead only to lose it at the end. Yes. Yes. They're just awful. Yeah. You know? No, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with that sentiment. I, I, I think you're right. They're a little more bland. Even watching them on TV... It, yeah. There's something a little different where the sun sits higher in the sky. It's just not football. It's yeah, not just, football. Um, yes. uh, what's it called? Canvas. I mean, what game have we played in this past weekend? The 11.30, well, 12.30 start against Wake Forest. Yeah, wow. You know? Yeah, I and agree. And then this weekend, I guess we're playing Central Michigan probably at the same time. I would say though, but I would say though, from a personal preference and a personal standpoint, I like the idea of seeing the game basically after breakfast. Yeah, get up. You have a couple because it's a one-off event for us. I don't like the idea necessarily of of saying getting the game out of the way, but I like the idea of. Of having that experience early in the day, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'd be more satisfied with a three thirty start. Yeah, okay. Because then it blends right into like you get out of the dome at seven o'clock or something, you know? Yeah, and I get that. Maybe you get up a little later. Maybe you go for yeah, lunch. Yeah, you don't you don't have this intense rush to have to get out of bed by eight o'clock in the morning so you can get a couple of drinks and get down there, you know? Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. But I also like the idea that, um, that listen, the the amount of shenanigans that can occur prior to walking into the game are limited. 
I mean, I know you're just worried about embarrassing yourself before you walk in the door. Well, I'm worried about a lot of things. I'm worried about a lot of things. I'm worried about... But we've learned that, like, having your alcoholic beverages limited to beer is not going to stop that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm worried about a couple different things. One, yeah, I, I don't want to be at the game too drunk. Yeah. Two, I don't want to have to go to the bathroom all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know? And number three. Yeah, I know. Number three, that would essentially, a three, even a 3.30 start would most likely be ending my night by 7.30, 8 o'clock. Okay. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, yeah. It's just. So you know you're going to get bombed. It's just kind of all downhill from there. Yeah. At le- well, yeah. I mean, I remember when we did go to the Meadowlands, we came back home, dropped you off, and then Angie and I went to a diner. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I like the idea of rolling out of the game at 3.30 and then start the afternoon. Now, listen. Chances are I could be done by 7.30. You might, yes. There's a good chance you might still be done by 7.30. But yes. then it was on my terms. <laughs> but this is the thing, which you're going to have to learn, which is hard to learn. And that, sometimes I don't always practice it. But the older I get, I try to. Pacing. But the problem is you drink liquor. Yes. You know, it's the, the all I got to do to pace is switch to beer. Yep. You know? Yeah. As long as I drink beer... Yeah, I might be able to embarrass myself eventually, but it's never going to be too awful. But if I sit there and drink liquor, I'm going to be friggin', you know, good night, Irene, you know? And listen, I'm not a 16-year-old kid. I understand the responsibilities that come along with being an adult. And I adopt a responsible posture in my daily life when it comes to alcohol. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I know you're not an alcoholic. So, like... You know, the other night we had a couple people over. I had an early morning the next day. It's very easy for me to not grab a drink. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're drinking vodka grapefruit and they're just so, so tasty. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I I don't think bartenders do me any favors. Well, yeah. I mean, even in college, I used to think about that. Like the bartenders, like. Like he's hooking you up, and I was like, "You're really not doing me that much of a favor. You're killing me." Even you know? even in adulthood, um, yeah. bartenders like to take a little liberty with their with their alcohol pours um, for extra tip money. You know, just to be a good guy to keep you in the bar long. I don't know why, but yeah, um, I find my drinks are always stiff drink. There's never. Uh, uh, you know, just a a one ounce cocktail. Yeah, standard pour. You know, which that's a beer. Now, granted, I could probably still drink a bunch of those a lot faster than somebody could drink a beer because beers are, you know, eventually will will get heavy and weigh you down. But um, it, it's you know, once you're just you're out, you're out, you're talking, you're not thinking about it. You know, they're. And honestly, they're really tasty. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand. You know, so. Uh, for the record, there are two locations for Funk and Waffles. Okay, there is a campus one. Yes. All right, very good. University in downtown. All right, very good. So the um, the the university one is um, 
where the old Sutter's Mill used to be. I don't even know if you know that place. Yeah, I mean, it closed the year before I got there. I remember it still said Sutter's Mill. Okay, yeah. You know, and the story was it was a fight between the football team and the basketball team or something that ended up being its demise. It was the greatest place I'd ever experienced. Because it was like Chuck's with liquor, wasn't it? It was uh, 18 and older, so I don't know if they had liquor. They must have. Yeah, they. That's what I remember the story was when I was there. It was like, oh, that place was like Chuck's with liquor. It was uh, it was like a dancey kind of club. They played a lot of rap and a lot of hip hop, and um, every freshman was there. But all you had to yep. do was I forget. Did they stamp you if you were under? It. So, the, so there was a workaround. So if you were yeah, if you were under twenty one, they would stamp your hand. But if you had wet your hand or put a little Vaseline on it before. They stamped it. You could easily wipe it off. Yeah, or, that was like back. I remember I was like eighteen, gone out to bars down here, and you know, pe- no one really liked to enforce those laws in New Orleans, right? So, but mothers against drunk driving was get on them. So, like the bar we used to go to regularly, their thing became: you get a bracelet if you're underage, you get nothing if you are of age. So you go in and then you rip the bracelet off, right? You know, because it's just like the stamp thing, a bogus uh, fake measure. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, that's what Sutter's was. And pictures of, yeah. of um, I don't know, probably, what would, have, what would they have been served? They wouldn't have served Milwaukee's best because that's what we would have bought in cans. And I know that whatever we drank when we, when we went out was a step up above that. But what's a step up above... That of Milwaukee's best, but a step below Miller Lite. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. Probably something Canadian. Oh, know. probably. It's probably Labatt's or something. Yeah, yeah it's probably. Picture Labatt's. Because that was always something they served cheap, like Labatt Blue. Yeah. That was always a cheap beer. Yeah, Canadian beers like Moonshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but. I mean, that was the story, right? The football team and basketball players that got in a fight there. Yeah, no, I don't remember. I, I, yeah. I don't remember. Um, it was a it was a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Just uh, eight. And that's when all that when Bud Shaw came in and slowly but surely started cracking down on all aspects of alcoholic, boozy college life. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. I, I guess as as a as an adult, I. I don't know, I have mixed opinions about about that. Like, I don't know, the 18 and older place, obviously freshmen were going there, they're getting absolutely wasted, but at least they're being monitored. Yeah. You know, an off-campus party or whatever, um, that's, that's just disaster. Cops used to even raid those things. I remember being at freshman off-campus parties and the cops coming through. It's like, come on, man. If I had a kid yeah. that was going to college, uh, I have a very low tolerance for hypocrisy. Yeah. You know, so I always wonder what I... And, and maybe this is one of the reasons that I never, uh, you know, I never embraced um, having kids was because I didn't want... I don't want to be a hypocrite in any particular sense. And I wasn't maybe sh- sure or comfortable how I'd handle, you know, all of the things that that I had done that 
are kind of a rite of passage, you know, yeah, for college yeah, yeah. students or whatnot. But thinking about it, this is easy for me to say. I don't have any. I don't have any college age kids. Um, but I'd be more comfortable with them having a fake ID trying to sneak into bars than I would be them just trying to find random house parties yeah, to go to. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. how many times did you kick out a drunk kid at a bar, you know, or cut off a kid, you know, who was super intoxicated or, you know, escorted a kid out to a cab? Plenty of times. Yeah. You know, that shit doesn't happen at fraternity parties or, or house yeah. parties, you know? Yeah, no kids. So, um, I mean, I always remember... Chuck's freshman year when they'd have those raids when the police were coming yeah. and the staff would come around the buckets clearing off the tables if you were underage. Right, right. <laughs> and like the police would come in there and you'd be sitting there like as if like friggin' 150 freshmen. <laughs> They're just hanging out at a bar not drinking. Right, sitting around. <laughs> we're just all sitting around talking. <laughs> <laughs> Walter Boo played Pearl Jam. Yeah. Oh, man. And there you you do stuff like drink the woodchuck cider because it was you're an 18 year old and you don't know that's too girly of a drink and it's <laughs> and it's really high in alcohol content. So you're like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So we got a noon game. I yep. think um, I think the plan is going to be get up, eat some breakfast. Uh, have a few cocktails and then go catch the bus for the for the dome. All right. So um, so this is the deal. So uh, about the accommodations. Yes. Because I gotta let Jordan know. I mean, I, the other day when I sent him that text, you know, a couple of texts, he sends me an email. He's like, "Let's use this." I guess because he was getting bothered by the text messages. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, "Our our trip's coming up. Let me know what." <laughs> Let me know what we're going to do. Because, you know, he's married. And he's like, and I just sent him a bunch of stuff. You know, he's like, good. That way I don't, uh, he's like, I don't need to, I can actually tell her what I'm doing when I get there instead of, I think we're going to do this, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, one thing I put on that list, which I think is very unlikely to happen just because of the logistics of Newark, Asbury Park and whatnot. I was like, it, and, I, and I just thought about it because I used to always hit that place when I would go up to New York, anywhere near Manhattan. And I've been watching the Jim Gaffigan show, and he goes there on every episode. Friggin' old Katz's Deli. Okay. All right. You know, but I don't know if that's feasible. But otherwise, I was like, we'll definitely be hitting Dinosaur Barbecue. You know, I was like, we're going to go up there. You're going to pick us up from the airport. We're going to go to the Poconos. You know. True. I mean, True. Maybe we're going to hang out with Jeremy, the most awesome of all the DeSantis's. <laughs> I'm going to see him this weekend, so I'll have to uh I'll have to clear that. I don't uh, I don't know where he stands on the uh on the banishment. I'll find out though. <laughs> oh man, he's a guy with such great humor. I'm sure he's fine with it. <laughs> I think it's a man of his level of virility. You know, you are, you are, you are, you are only the second person 
to ever be officially banned from a DeSantis residence. We have a particularly high threshold as a family for the level of shenanigans and tomfoolery that we'll allow at our expense. But um, only my my sister's uh, creepy, like, eighth-grade pot-smoking boyfriend, Wesley Fish. <laughs> Wesley Fish. Who, who was banned uh, from ever having his name spoken again in the DeSantis household. Oh, Jeremy won't, won't ban right, me once we right, meet. We'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll roll up to the Poconos. Uh, it'll just be you, um, Jordan, and I. Yes. Roscoe is uh, is joining for the weekend, but he Roscoe P. Coltrane is going to head up on Friday from Jersey. All right, but he's in Asbury right now. He right? is. Okay. He is. Um, he's going to go up with a friend. Oh yes. Hey, air. <laughs> see, we're on a podcast. Oh yeah. So we gotta say an air quote. Right, we friend. have to do air quote friends. Right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so they're gonna go up on Friday, but we'll go up to the Poconos. Um, we'll get there fast, and then we'll take it slow. <laughs> At the Poconos. <laughs> uh, yeah. This way, we can take our time, uh, get up, eat some breakfast, and then still get to cues by, you know, noonish, one o'clock. Yeah, what's the Poconos? Like two hours away? Yeah, about or two so? and a half. Yeah, okay. Tops. Um, here's another thing. When we get there, are we staying at GMVs? Yes, so that's the uh, that's the plan right now. Uh, Do we have to buy air mattresses? I have. I can get my hands on some, but Roscoe said that he has um, regular mattresses, albeit probably twin mattresses. That he can uh, he can grab from storage. Um, okay. But the downside to that is he's probably not rolling into town until late Friday night. And um, yeah, I mean I don't think it'd be a big deal if you had to buy uh, mattresses. Yeah. I mean even air mattresses. You know you go. I mean hell, go look on Amazon see get a deal. I mean it'd be as it'd be like you know. Paying for like a ho- cheaper than a hotel room. Oh yeah, no doubt. I have, I have one. Um, I actually have two, but I had promised one to Roscoe a long Jeez, time ago. Look at you, <laughs> <laughs> the Johnny come lately, who's from Syracuse. <laughs> Theoretically, can sleep all over the city. <laughs> oh, here we go. We got an in. Intex Comfort Plush Elevated Durabream Air Airbed, only fifty-two bucks. Yeah, I mean, buy a couple of those. Well, hold on, Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> I want. Well, I mean, I want the ones that it'll be a, that it all be a wash. I mean, because got the tickets, you know. That's true. Uh, and we call it a day. You yeah, know? yeah. Okay. All right. I like your style. Um. I like the ones that have the automatic inflation. Yes, yes, that's the thing. You need you need the automatic pump. Yeah. If not for the fact that's such a bitch to bring one of those, I'd bring one of those. But I'm not carrying that on a plane because I do have one of those. Yeah, no, that's a pain in the neck. I think my sister might have one. She's coming into town this weekend. So uh, maybe I'll ask Yeah, we got to find out because obviously... We need to know sooner or later because we can order through like Prime or something. Yeah, yeah. I'll take care of the air mattresses. I think I think we'll get that 
All right, you're on I'm that. I'm on that. Here's one with 25 bucks with an electric pump. Um, I mean, obviously, they don't need to be fancy. Just big enough for us to sleep on. Yeah. For two nights. Right. You know? Do you think the three of us will fit on a queen? Or do you think we'll, we'll need a king? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. I mean, I told you that story, though, by the time you were sleeping in my bed when we were in Comstock the fifth year, yeah. and I just went in there and rolled you over. You wouldn't <laughs> got in the bed. You wouldn't be the first, my friend. You wouldn't be the first. Yep. Um, so, here's an arrow pen. Anyway, all right. So, I got that taken care of. No problem. I, uh, all right. I was in charge of the accommodations, and, and that's a certainly a fair... Uh, it's a fair task. You did see my text that Brian sent the other day, huh? Yeah, picture hysterical, of man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was even a little leery about that. The whole issue over the 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 foliage and stuff. Yeah, I didn't I didn't push it very hard because I knew yeah. that it wasn't an awesome idea to begin with. But at that point, I thought Guy would have been gone. Yeah, I mean, he's still trying to sell the house. Well, right? he sold it. Okay. He sold it. Oh, that's why nothing's in there at all. Anyway. Yeah. So, and I think also that's why he's a little, um, a little more accommodating because you know it's already sold. He doesn't have to worry about you know. Oh, so the closing's in a couple of weeks. I yeah. guess. Yeah. All right. So. So we're getting in there at a sweet spot. Yep. Exactly. Right. Exactly. The sun shined on our asshole for once. Yeah, for once. So, um, so that's the plan. Saturday, uh, Friday. Um. We'll, uh, you know, we'll go out, maybe get some, some dino Friday. Yeah. Place is probably going to be packed. Be packed. Maybe we go a little earlier. Yeah, we should. Maybe go for late lunch. Because it'll be packed anyway, but I think they're predicting six to 7,000 LSU fans. Okay. Which means they're going to be all over the city, and you know there's not that much in Syracuse. Right. You know, so dinosaurs busy on Fridays to begin with, but you know it's going to be packed with LSU people. Yeah, I don't, because they're going to be looking for stuff to do. So, may, and they're going to, and everything tells them dinosaur barbecue. You know, right? Well, maybe we get we get up there for like a late lunch. You know, like yeah. I so, mean, I'm not saying we have to get there too early or anything. I'm just, I'm just thinking about what stuff's going to be like because you know how many things really is there doing Syracuse, New York? Um, well, there's the indoor bass fishing. Exhibit. Yeah, the LSU people don't need to go to that. They got enough of that shit down here. On the bayou? <laughs> do the LSU people live on the bayou? I mean, I'm sure some of them do, but they're mostly from... <laughs> you know, most of them probably going to be from, you know, other part between New Orleans and Baton Rouge, probably. Right, okay. I don't know. All right, fair enough. You know? Yeah, most... I mean, some of them are from the bayou, but I wouldn't call anything... When I think of the Bayou, I think everything south of we, south of New Orleans. You know, yeah. huh. those are the people I want to hang out with. The people from the Bayou. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know they have like a one of these big ass Cabela's or whatever somewhere between here and Baton Rouge, closer to Baton Rouge, and there might be a Bass Pro Shop up there or something. You know, right. you know, and they got all that shit in there. You know, like those indoor bass fishing ponds or whatever you know but uh but i'm sure they'll be all over armory square how are they as fan as a fan base they're rowdy they like the they're they're fun yeah 
like good they, rowdy, like good fun, like yeah, because it's LSU people. It's it's South Louisiana people. Okay, they friggin' booze like fish. All right, you know, like it's not like it's not like these, you know, people from the rest of the South. You know, yeah, they drink in Alabama or whatever, Tennessee, but they don't really drink the way friggin' LSU people do. You know, right. I mean, because there's way more Catholics down here. Okay, all right. <laughs> you know, Catholics are bigger drinkers. They're not going to be obnoxious like all those drunk USC fans, are they? I mean, you'll probably think they're obnoxious, <laughs> but I don't think they're that bad. I mean, for all intents and purposes, they're not really that bad. I mean, they bother me, but they're not that bad. All right. All right. <laughs> you know? All right. Like, they're more friendly than anything, and I don't think they're going to be as big of assholes. I mean, because, you know, they expect to be. Yeah, the they're kind of expecting to come up here and roll, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't think they're going to be, like, mean-spirited, you know? Yeah, all right. That's all I hope for, you know? Yeah. Just a good, some good camaraderie. Yes. I mean, we're going to be with one of them. And then uh, the husband of a friend from law school, he's going to be up there with a couple of his friends. So probably, you know, try to hook up with those guys at some point, you know? All right. So, I mean, it'll, it'll be fine. I, I'm not a big LSU fan yet. I'm always around them. I deal with it, you know? And occasionally I root for them, depending on who they're playing, you know? All right. All right. It's just that when they're gone so well, it's just... Uh, they do get obnoxious, but that's just kind of like how I would feel no matter where I was, where I'm around a dominant fan base of a team I'm not a fan of, you know? Okay. All right. You get what I'm I do. Coming, get where I'm coming from. I do. All right. I mean. Uh, so we'll probably have, and the thing is, the game's not even going to be a sellout, which kills me. It's not going to be, huh? I mean, they're not predicting a sellout right now. They're predicting a good crowd, like in the 40s. But even with the six to 7,000 uh, LSU fans, that means we'd have to get 42-something in there, Syracuse fans. And there's a good chance that's not happening. Right. You know, which is crazy. But, you know, they they got to beat Central Michigan, you know? Because then maybe they will get closer to that sellout. Because they haven't been 3-0 and in 25 years. Wow, it's been that long? Yeah, I mean, don't you remember when we were there and like and during all the McNabb years, we'd always we'd beat teams that we weren't supposed to, but then we'd lose to like Minnesota. Right. You know, we always lost us one of these early season, you know, crummy opponents. You know, yet we'd, you know, we'd go ahead and... You know, nearly beat Oklahoma, but then lose to East Carolina or something, you know? <laughs> I mean, the last year I was there, it was not really fair because we lost a bullshit game to Tennessee, and then we beat we beat the hell out of Michigan. So I, I won't include that because losing to Tennessee wasn't like losing to one of the Trump teams like we, like we did other years, you know? Right. Although we still shouldn't have lost a damn Tennessee game. <laughs> yeah, what did that come down to? Was that a... They scored uh, at the end of the game. Like there yeah, was yeah, a, it was uh, a last-second play, right? And they had a, a fourth-down play that we stopped them, and they called interference. Yeah, okay. That we would have won the game if not for that play. Right. You know? So, 
That was a friggin' awful game. So that was a noontime start, I believe. Yeah, I, you come to think of it, you're right. I feel like a lot of the games were noon games. But I remember the noon games gone to them, and you know, no one want like no students would be there. It was awful. You know, because who wants to, you know, you're, who wants to get up early and drag themselves to the dome all hungover, you know? Right. But, you know, I think earlier on we had a lot more night games. The problem was, as the television contracts started expanding, you know, we started having to play more of those early daytime games to be on TV and stuff, you know? Right. And I'm sure that's what happened. That's why so many games are during the day now, because to get on ESPN Regional and all this stuff, you know, you need to be on during the day. Well, right, there's so many programming options Yeah. that they're going to they're gonna kind of gravitate towards, like, the high watermark. What's that, What's yeah. that saying? You know what I'm talking about. Shit rolls downhill. Yeah, shit rolls downhill. <laughs> yep. And I mean, that's why friggin' Sunbelt and Conference USA will be playing like Wednesday and Tuesday night games and shit like that during the season. Right, exactly. You know, you don't get to play where you want to play if, you, if your goal is just to get on the TV. Right, because you know? there's only so many primetime slots. Yep. All right, all right. Um, so I'm psyched. I'm sold. I'm ready to go. Um, Will be a good time. I gotta figure out like uh, where my non-summer clothes are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not gonna be freezing up there. It's only gonna be you know no. end of September. But I don't probably just need a very light jacket just to be safe. Yeah, but, you know? but I imagine I would need some type of pant. I'm gonna bring a pair of jeans. Yeah, you know, a pair of shorts because I'm trying to pack as light as possible just to get my shit on the plane. You know. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Maybe I'll bring shorts and uh, a pair I mean, of jeans. You, you don't have a pair of jeans sitting around? Somewhere. I, and who knows? Well, you box that shit all <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Well, you're in the middle of a move, though. Yeah, so. where are they? Will they fit? Like, yeah. do I have to cuff them? Do I need to get them hemmed? Like, yeah. who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? Do you go and get jeans hemmed? Um, no, I typically don't, but then I have to roll yeah. all my jeans because my legs yeah, are so yeah, short, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, I know. What um, I understand when I need new when I have problems with jeans that don't fit, I just go buy new jeans. Yeah. See, but you're proportioned. You have, you know, you're kind of a tall guy, and yeah. and. But I mean, like I lost weight and and downsized to another waist size. But it was like, but the thing was, I hadn't bought jeans like in two years at that point. So it was like, all right, go buy another couple of pairs because right. I just wear the same ones over and over again. You know. Right. Yeah, so in addition to um, proper attire and, and proper accommodations, we need to figure out where to host our live Two Sorry Excuses road trip podcast. So not, not necessarily where to, because I think uh, that's easy. Uh, it's how to is the trick. Well, if we're there together... We can just plug in and record. So all we technically need is a digital recorder. 
Um, I don't have one of those. I'll have to let me do some investigation. Maybe some of the nerds from Newhouse will hook us up. Oh, that that's a pretty good way to get them to help us. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about the old nerds or are you talking about the young nerds? <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, no nerds from Newhouse are listening to this podcast. <laughs> the only people from Newhouse that are listening to this podcast are the cool guys like Fat Pat. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably doesn't have a digital recorder and he's not coming to meet us up there. Ah, I wonder so. who's doing the game. ESPN? <laughs> Is ESPN 3? It's going to be on either ESPN or ABC, they said. Oh, so it's going to be a real game. Yeah, so it's going to be, well, because it involves LSU, so they'll have decent announcers mm-hmm. out there. Maybe it'll be Sean McDonough. I don't oh, know. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah. But I don't know him. I was going to say, maybe I know and maybe I know the guy who's doing the game, and we could do it up in the dome, in the booth on uh, on Friday. Yeah, that would be great, but I have no clue. I mean... Uh, do you know that guy Matt Park, who's the voice of the Orange? Because mm. he's a couple of years older than me, I think, and I know he went to school there. I don't know him. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What other options do we have? We can call Doug Trebu, and maybe he can book some time at W E R W W E R W Radio. Yeah. The, stu- the voice of uh, the student voice of uh, of Syracuse Independent Radio. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we got a we got a couple of days to figure it out. I'll um, I'll put my thinking cap on, and maybe uh, maybe we'll get lucky. And if not, we can always just uh, just get a digital recorder and do a do a um, do an episode from the backside of Fagans. Yeah, I mean that's what I was thinking. Well, that little back room when you walk under the DJ booth. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. That could be cool. I was also thinking maybe New Side. Or we could do New Side. I thought, for some reason, I envisioned because, you know, that back side's partitioned off, you know? Yeah. That's why, I, I don't know, for some reason, I envisioned that. Or we could do New Side. Well, yeah. I, would, I would say that if Guy's working there, or if he's not working there, he'd probably come out for a couple of drinks, and uh, we could just, he could usher us back there. I don't know. I'll talk to him, and um, I'll see what he has to See what he has to say. Why is guy guy still going to be working up it's there? It's his last uh, weekend. Oh, so this actually turned out all it right. Did, awesome. It turned out all right. Uh, his girlfriend, his lady friend, uh, is going to be up, so you get to meet her. Oh, a special lady. A special yes. lady will be there. His main squeeze. That's it. And then uh, you get to see Roscoe and his friend. I'm doing the air quotes again. Yep, Roscoe and his friend. You, you get to meet my... Uh, or his friend, Roscoe's friend, and her gentleman caller, <laughs> a.k.a. Roscoe. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll see the kid who I um, worked with this summer. Okay, awesome. He, uh, he put out some feelers that, to let him know when, uh, he was, when we were getting in town, which is nice. And what else? I don't think we're going to be able to find out who does the game until next week. You know? Oh, you don't think they announced that? I, I have a feeling that's probably not, and it probably hasn't been finalized okay. yet. Because that's probably going to be determined by how, uh, by what happens this weekend in particular. 
You know? Okay, where they send people, what who's yeah, played, yeah, yeah, playing yeah. the night game, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, which is why they said ESPN or ABC, I think, you know, how much saturation it's going to get. If it's going to be one of those ones that's shown on ABC in most of the country and ESPN where it's not, like, you know how they do that? Yes. Or, one, or it's going to be the one that's shown on ESPN in most of the country except for Louisiana and New York will be shown on ABC. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, hopefully it'll be the former, not the latter. Yeah. Uh, correct, yes. That would be uh, the desired result. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it really depends what uniforms we're going to wear and how how much of a fight we're going to put up. Dude, did you see the game the other day? Where they wear the all uh, orange? They broke out the orange yellow uniforms, which were really nice. They were way better than the orange ones they broke out years ago against Iowa, which looked like pumpkins. Yes, yes. You know, it was a better, better orange uniform. But, like, they should have held off until the LSU game for that. You know, that's going to be the game where more people are watching you in any game all season long, regardless of whether we get blown out. Well, then, no, I think they've got another uniform that they want to showcase. I don't think that's the showcase uniform. I think the like the platinum gray, all platinum gray, or something like that is going to. Yeah, be. but the orange one's the one that everyone's been clamoring for. And with that being said about platinum, they released new basketball uniforms the other day, which have a lot less platinum in them and more orange now. It's about time. There's a picture of Benajay wearing the new white jersey. And you remember the white jerseys had a lot of platinum outlines and stuff? Yep. Now it looks like it just says orange and it's orange, you know? Which is all the better, in my opinion. You know, I'm so sick of the platinum thing. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, if you don't have anything else, uh, you know, we can... Uh, you know, defer until next week. I'll uh, make sure to forge you the itinerary and whatnot. Uh, just in case I run into Jordan's wife and I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying for the itinerary for when we oh, come. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's the more important part. Yes, correct. What's your general, yeah. uh, what are your general time frames? Thursday night? No, it's Thursday afternoon we should be getting it. Okay. Let me look. Because I even forgot what time it is now, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I even, because I was thinking, I was like, I got to go find this because I'm going to have to print up this information, you know? I don't even know where airline is. United. All right, here we are. All right, 24, September 15th, 3.04 in the afternoon. Okay. All right, this is a perfect schedule. 11.07 in the morning. You know how often I'm getting up and heading to the airport like at 5 in the morning? <laughs> Anywhere that's worth going, you have to get up at like the crack of dawn. Yeah. But now we're not leaving until 11.07. Man, one minute earlier, it would have been perfect. <laughs> <laughs> And then we don't leave Monday until 3.32 in the afternoon. That's nice. Yes, so that's very nice. This is a nice trip all the way around because it's direct flights, too. So thank God. Couldn't have worked you know, out that's better. That's a lot harder than it should be. 
Yeah. So. All right, then. Um, so. I'm going to email this to you right now. We could, What's your preferred email address? Uh, the MP at Mac. Okay. Because I have all these email. MPDeSantis at me.com. MPDeSantis at iCloud.com. Which are all the same. I don't know why they... Are they all... I knew iCloud's an Apple yeah. address, but me is an Apple me address, Me used too. to be the... Uh, used to be the domain before I went to iCloud. But because I have uh, Mac, it stayed Mac. I don't know. It's all... Yeah, It's yeah, awfully yeah. easy. All right. I never understand. All right. Well, I, I emailed you the... Uh, the the itinerary. Uh, I can even email you the other thing of of the stuff that you just might get a kick out of some of it, but I don't know. I mean, it's not that it's that crazy, but yeah, I'll forward it on to you anyway. All right, this is a good trip. This is uh, you're right. I think mean, I'm I'm really psyched, man. I haven't been to the Q's, the Salt City, in twelve years, man. Uh, you'll get you'll have a nice homecoming. It's a nice. There's enough that's the same. Um, that you'll appreciate it and have some nostalgia, but there's a ton that's new that you're like, wow, you know? Yeah. Well, I remember just the last time going there, which was only three years or four years. Well, when I went in 2002, when I was moving to Boston, when I stopped there, which was only three years after graduating, I was blown away by changes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole changes along Marshall Street and the repaving and all yeah. that. So I can imagine how it's going to be 12 years since that homecoming 2003 visit, you know? But you can, uh, you can still find your way. Yep. Which uh, is, I mean, definitely got to go visit 1106. Yeah. 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 Not necessarily harass the kids. No, no, just no, definitely harass the kids in there. Brothers of the keg house unite. Yeah. You're brothers of the keg house. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right man all right. well you go get on your call absolutely then on that note uh, it was great talking to you it'll be even better seeing you man that's it man and with apologies to Kirk's brother uh, we'll be in Q's next week yeah good night Fredo <laughs> wish you were here man I wish you were going to be there <laughs>